Do you love human design, but sometimes feel off-put by the gatekeeping and culty vibes? We did too. Here at Human Design Hot Topics, we encourage breaking the human design rules and experimenting for yourself. Take what resonates and leave the rest. We will be sharing the controversial pieces of human design, as well as challenging our guests to spill their guts. Hey, welcome everybody. Um, Rebecca, we need to sometime maybe start recording early because I think it's so funny the way we decided how to, what this episode would be. <laughs> I know it would be fun to have the recording and have like outtakes. <laughs> well, it all started when last time we were talking, you had this great idea. You were telling me about something and I'm like, oh my God, this is an episode. And I always write it down. I didn't have a pen. And I was like, oh, I'll remember that. Yeah, and I thought I'd remember too. I'm like, surely I this is a great you, idea. I messaged her the same day. And I said, Rebecca, I totally forgot. Like, usually I can get like the gist of it. And I'm like, it was about this thing. And then you're like, oh yeah, this. But I had no clue and you had no clue. You were, well, no, you were like um, the quantum leaping stuff. And I was like, I don't think I would have gotten that excited because that's like, I feel like that's over my head a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It was just funny. Like it completely left both of us. <laughs> and I was like, we'll get it. We'll get it. And we never got it guys. We never got it. <laughs> and we decided to meet again and record an episode. And we were like, Oh, we'll come up with an idea. Cause that's what we do. And we sat down and had our little chat and I it was like, Oh, let's do it about this. And then you said something and it like reminded us I don't know how it happened, but I was like, oh, wait, this was what I was supposed to be about. And so all that to say is we got back to our idea, but we didn't let it stress us out over the whole week, mostly because we forgot about it. Life happened and distracted us. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But all that's to say is you don't have to have any clue what you're going to talk about. If you want a podcast, it comes to you and then you go, oh, that's the thing. Yeah. Just share your ideas and your gifts and your stories. Yeah. And today's thing is going to be, I don't know how exactly to say this. There's aura types in human design and the projector is the most nuanced. It has the most different flavors. Mm -hmm. And Rebecca and I, and quite a few other mental projectors that I see when, when they're posting stuff anyway, have sort of separated out the mental projector flavor and said, mm-hmm. hey, this gets its own ice cream store <laughs> or I don't know, <laughs> its own freezer, like it's over here. It's not like we're, we're not like separated, but yeah, segregated, but it's just not, it's not the same. There's, there's new t- nuances that make it a little bit t- too different. Mm-hmm. And as you pointed out there's somebody else who posted something on social media about how we are we are close to the reflector in that way and so it's kind of like generator manifest and generator mm-hmm. mental projector reflector which never really gets said out loud yeah yeah so it's basically like we're like a hybrid of the projector and reflector like the many gens a hybrid of the generator and man- manifester yeah but that one people seem to like understand but then when you say oh mental projector is more like reflector it's like huh how is that (laughs) it doesn't have projector in the name so it can't be the same like you know yeah it's so interesting um 
it's just so interesting. And I know I've noticed this before in my own experiment and we've talked about it even like with my uh, long-term subbing experiment that happened mm -hmm, and how mm -hmm. it was basically like 28 days and then it fell apart and I'm like okay like how reflector is that like I just had to be in the experience yeah that was and, crazy yeah and like I've noticed how surprise and delight really flavors my life like that's when the best things happen when I'm like mm -hmm. oh yeah I forgot I wanted that thing and now here it is <laughs> I think I probably blend that into my innocence motivation when I feel yeah. surprise and delight because it's very innocence motivation-y. So, but I, now I'm going to pay attention more. Maybe I can like tell the difference or like separate it out. I don't know. We'll see. I'll experiment with it. But yeah, it's very much, it, it makes sense to, to me and to you and to a lot of reflectors I've even spoken to have asked me that like are, are are you we related in some way and I was like well yeah because we got this body down here that doesn't have stuff um, <laughs> and that's the main diff like splenic projector emotional projector everybody's e like we're all equal like I was saying before everybody's no one's better than the other we're different and you all have something that binds you together and it's a big something. Mm. It's, it's body definition. I like the way you said that earlier. Body definition. Yeah. I mean, like even the self-projected projector has body definition that they can connect to. Because mm -hmm. it's not and, motor definition. It's no. body definition, which is below yeah. the throat. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's a guidance. It's a direction that comes from that identity center, right? So every other type of projector has something in their body they can connect to to get that authority mm -hmm. and we do not similar to the reflector that has no inner consistent authority yeah because they got no defined centers so they really don't have theirs is different the way to lunar cycle thing is a little bit different but we can as rebecca so wonderfully put it it can happen to us it, we mm -hmm. can take that amount of time because i feel like as mental projectors we need the most amount of time out of any of the projectors. Does that feel right to you? It feels right to me too. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cause we need to process, like we are open. We're affected by the transits too. We're affected by our environment. Um, granted every, I mean, everybody is affected by their environment to a certain degree. Yeah. It's just for the mental projector we're we're fairly dependent on it. So if we're in the incorrect environment, it's going to take longer for us to process something. Mm -hmm. And I love how you talk about, especially as mental projectors, we are here to be conditioned. We are here to have these things around us affect us, mm -hmm. like the other people's auras or the transits or all that stuff, because conditioning is something that feels like you want it. You don't want it. You want to avoid it if you can, or like work with it somehow or minimize it, whatever. But this is something I'm still wrapping my head around is that like, that's what we're here for. Cause it almost mm -hmm. feels like when I learned I was a third line, I was like, oh, that <laughs> sounds so hard. This sounds like no fun at all. It sounds painful and embarrassing. I know. And you're not just a third line. You're, I'm you're like the third line. Yes. Capitals 10. Capitals yes. 10. Doesn't make sense Capitals anybody. 10. <laughs> I have 10 third lines in my chart. You have a lot too. What do you have? Like six, I seven, five, five. five. And I have, I have eight one lines. Okay. Oh my Lord. <laughs> Doesn't okay. that make so much sense? <laughs> yes. So 
either way, we, we need a lot of time and we need to be affected by our, not need to, but it, it very much behooves us to be affected by our environment and the people that we're with. Like that's what needs to happen for our stuff to get, to get, go through, to like be yes. processed. Sorry. I don't know why I needed to use like gigantic arms to say be processed. <laughs> but I couldn't find the word be pro like to process things. Yeah. We got to be affected by the outside things. And that sounds and feels like not right from what we've been conditioned our whole life is you don't want to rely on the outside world. You want to, you got to take care of yourself. Right. And nothing out there should affect you too much. You should be independent. You're th- you think things on your own. You make your own choices. None of this stuff should affect you. But it's which, supposed to. It's supposed to affect us. Which and it's like, excuse me, I, we have a, a projector aura and an open body. So yes, my friend, we are going to be deeply affected. Like the movie Twister, we're We're just sucking at everything. Yes, yes. So out everything. (laughs) What's interesting though, when you think about the reflector aspect, of course they have all the openness, but they have their aura to help protect Mm. them in a way. Mm. You know, like I was talking to a reflector friend about this recently, and she was saying how interesting it is. Like she. Um, she can say something to someone she can get upset at someone and it's received in a totally different way but if her projector friend even like looks at somebody funny then they're upset because of the penetrating aura right so that's where it's interesting to unpack and where I really want to like discuss a little more like going forward is because when we think about the mani gen being the hybrid they have the generator aura Mm -hmm. So that's why people say you're a generator. You have the generator aura. I get it. But then they have that manifestor ability, the throat connected to motor, like we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. The super speed to manifestation situation. And the thing I think that makes them really good at multitasking, I think is that situation. Yeah, having that manifestor ability plus the sacral energy to move forward. Like, of course, they're superhumans. Like, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And so then when we think about the hybrid of being a mental projector it's like we have the projector or as we're a projector but we have the openness we have the kind of the superpowers of the reflector and so it just for me like I feel like this manigen it's like oh well this just gives you more powers like this just makes you cooler but for mental projectors I'm like oh this just makes us more sensitive <laughs> because we don't have the the or teflon or of the reflector that's cool the way you said it because i always think of like stuff coming at the reflector and they just have their aura to be like boo 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 but i never thought of how coming out of their aura their energy is like buffered or softened or something yeah. where ours is just like and yeah. they have like a just like you said with the, that girl she could say things that people were like cool with it but this other girl that her energy and it was probably the same words and yeah. like, unless you know about human design, what are you going to do with that? You don't know what to do with that because to be like, Hey, your energy is really strong. So you have to pay attention to your timing mm-hmm. and you might have to process this thing that you want to say through all of your mental projector steps before. And even then it's just something to accept that you're going to like, yeah. Cause you can't really yeah. not. <laughs> I know it's mechanics. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And like, regardless, I know 
the, I'm curious if this has happened to you because I know there's been times for me where I literally just look at somebody and they're like, what? I'm like, I, I can't do anything at work without people like, what's in, what's on your mind? What's, what do you, what? Hey, who poking me, bugging yeah. me. And I'm like, I'm not really doing anything. And they're just like, well, you look like you're walking somewhere or you're like you said, the eyes, that's a big one is they're like, did you, you just looked at me and I was like, no, I didn't like, leave me alone. Like I looked in your direction. I'm literally thinking about what I want to uh-huh. eat for lunch. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> when I greet tables, I try not to make eye contact for too long with any mm-hmm. one person. I'm like, if there's more than one person, I'm all around. If it's one person, which is incredibly awkward to do, by the way, serve one person. I, I, I still like Good it. to know. <laughs> It's harder for me, I think, because my body, my energy is like, we need to connect one-on-one. But when it's more than one person, I'm like, oh, I got this. Like, like, cool, you like can... ping pong, ping pong. Yeah. Like, oh, you're out there. But when it's one-on-one, I'm like, oh, shit. No, don't talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have time for this. Usually I don't have time for it. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I try not. I'm like, because I don't want to. People ask, I, I also have gate 13 in my incarnation cross. So people always That's just right. tell me shit. And I'm like, He'll just talk to you. What? Like, you're cool. <laughs> I had this chick one time at a table, show me like get up and hike up her skirt to show me like her thigh because she got drunk and fell off her bike and got like really bad road rash and like a bruise. And she was putting an ice pack on it and she like frostbit her leg. So it was just like this frostbitten piece of leg and she knocked on it. And I was like, Ugh! cause it was like a scab essentially. It was, it was horrific. And I didn't even, I was just was like, Hey, hi, I'm Janelle. Like this was like, after I took their order, I brought Drake's. I was like, what the hell? Cause she was like sitting uncomfortably. So she had to explain to me why she was sitting uncomfortably. Oh my gosh. That gate 13 <sighs> fascinates me. It can, usually I'm cool because I forget a lot of stuff because it's not yeah. a lot of stuff is important to me, especially if the person isn't particularly important to me. I'm very good at like in one ear, out the other. I don't mm-hmm. judge your weird shit. I look, I mean, I didn't like look at her leg, but I was like, oh, cool yeah what can I get you for dinner um I know I'm like this is a terrible time to show this you're in the middle of a restaurant people are about to eat I was like I was like no one else can see this right like block this with my body um but yeah it's it's pretty actually pretty easy for me because I don't care people could tell me the weirdest stuff and I'm just like "Mm." if it's people that I care about and are important to me it's a I I guess I hold on to stuff more, but like, really, if you ask me about my work, my coworkers' lives, they could have told me some a hundred times. And I'm like, I have no idea. Do you have kids? How old are you? Like, are you married? I don't know. Yeah. I'll pay attention to you. I look like I am. And my right. energy says. Yeah. Um, your energy is They're They're probably like, wow, I feel so good talking to Janelle. Oh, I <laughs> Yes. And that's why people come in, like all those servers come and tell me stuff. They're like, you never tell anybody anything. I'm like, this is because I literally forget it the second that you tell me. And I tell them this. Yeah. I say, hey. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess that makes me a really good secret keeper in the fact is that I don't remember your secret. Right. <laughs> or if I do, if it's, if it's not has nothing to do with me, 
it shouldn't leave my mouth. Like that's, that's just duh. So I guess I am a good secret keeper because I know that, but yeah. Like if I look at someone and go, oh yeah, they're talking to me about their messy divorce the other day. I'm not going to go. There's no reason to say that out loud. Yeah. Yeah. There's no gossiping with it. Although there are people at the restaurant who are widely known. If you tell them something, everybody's going to know in like five minutes. (laughs) We've tested it. It's fun. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't know how I totally got off tangent topic to gate 13. But anyway, (laughs) suffice it to say that the open body thing is a big deal. And when we are saying that, this just means that we have no defined centers below the throat. Reflectors have no defined centers at all. Yeah. And we just have up here stuff if you're newish. Um, and it really changes how you make decisions, as, as you said, because we have, they have authorities that are consistent in their body. Yeah. And, the other projectors. And even if you're an emotional authority, which to me is probably like next up in line for how much time it takes to make decisions, because mm-hmm. emotional authority, you got to give yourself time that again, you can start to get like, oh, I know that this is going to take me some time to get through. And you might, you might be able to gauge how much time if you keep a, a journal and you write down your emotional waves, this is a consistency thing you can track. Right. We have no tracking devices, no, <laughs> no tracking. <laughs> Splenic authority. Oh, write down your splenic kicks. Cool. I got it. Thanks, yeah. guys. Like, yeah, uh, I can solar, do a meditation uh, and help you. <laughs> uh, Self projected. Like, talk. like literally just talk. Record just... yourself and then listen to it again. And then you'll know the answer. Yeah. <sighs> Us, it's like, well, bounce some shit off another person and then go walk around outside. <laughs> or, yeah. Oh, other way around maybe I don't know there's Um, all kinds of things well and I've been doing a little more research since since this topic has entered my focus I'm like I want to unpack this and so I've been doing more lectures from raw about mental projectors mm -hmm. and like even he basically he's like here's the basics of it but you're gonna have to rely on other projectors to wake you up like a mental projector can't wake up from anybody other than a projector because uh, I forget what it's just the projector to projector energy and then he said also like and then you're gonna have to figure this out like to put simply he's like I uh, like you're the projector he has developed projectors he actually used this analogy in a very raw fashion okay like you were talking about a pie everyone's equal he didn't say that like he didn't have that perspective I was being nice I know, I know. <laughs> You're like trying to be kind of like, let's go to the heretical raw languaging and Got visuals. It. I love it. <laughs> so he he goes, it's like a sperm. <laughs> no, he did not. I have to hear this. And the mental this. projectors are like in the front leading the way, and the other projectors kind of make up the rest of the body of the sperm. <laughs> so we are the head of the sperm. Yes. And every other projector is tail piece of sperm. Yeah, basically. Wow. Did he give a reasoning why he chose sperm specifically? It's just raw. Like you listen to enough raw, you don't question his. I have to hear, I have to find this. You're going to have to share this one with me because that's really good. I mean, I mean, I, I, I get it. 
it just doesn't feel that like I know I'm supposed to be the like a leader and like the guide's guide and whatever but especially the last few days has really not felt like that to me I've been I've gotten to this point of like what the hell am I trying to do like with my program and with my stuff mm-hmm. and I guess is this imposter syndrome I've never had this probably before. yeah this doesn't yeah. make sense let's to me. unpack this yes keep talking well, this doesn't make sense to me because anytime people talk about imposter syndrome I'm like that is so dumb I want people to love me I want people to find me to get over here I'm not afraid to be found I'm not I'm not hiding my gifts here they are and then like to me it, that's how I've always felt about, about imposter syndrome it doesn't make sense I don't get it when people say that like please here I am like I'm not isn't that what imposter syndrome is like you're afraid that to be seen or you're afraid to you're put out afraid. your stuff. Yeah, basically because you think you're afraid you're going to be too found. popular. <laughs> well, it's it's basically like you kind of hide because you think subconsciously once you get found, someone will out you as an imposter. Like someone will come uh, out and say like so that's kind of what's happening underneath. Right? I guess like, I kind of do. To me, imposter syndrome has always been like the fear of success. Like when people say like fear of success, I guess maybe I'm confusing it a little bit, but to me, imposter syndrome seems like you're afraid of, you don't want people to see you. You're afraid to be seen because you're Mm -hmm. afraid that you might get too big or it might get bigger than you, or it might run. I don't know. It might spiral too fast or I don't know anything that's like success too hard. (laughs) It's like that. That's like what I want. So it's always confused me, but maybe I've, I've thought about this in in the wrong way. I think maybe I have a little bit, but anyway, suffice it to say the other day, I was just like, what the hell? Like, what am I trying to do? What am I doing? (laughs) So who the hell am I, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So that, who the hell am I? That is kind of imposter syndrome. It's like, oh, like even if you haven't consciously sat there and thought like thoughts have probably run popped in your head of like, well, there's X, Y, and Z who are doing this better than me. So why should I even try? Oh yeah. Or, you know, that kind of stuff. So that is kind of imposter too, where it's like, oh my gosh, someone's going to hire me. And then they're going to be like, this is bullshit. I should have just gone to this other person who's clearly better. Like, (laughs) I I think I feel like I'm a different enough and I understand now that energetically, that's what people are looking for. They're not like yes. reading, you know, what your package is about. They're looking for you energetically. I've been trying to put more of my videos on my website so that people can see me and like hear my voice because yes. I feel like that's energetically me. Um, so I understand that thing a little bit, I think. Yeah. But, well, and it's, it's sneaky, right? Cause it's subconscious. Yeah. So yes. where you can have this total like trust in yourself, like, yes, I have this specific energy. So I'll show up as this, there'll be subconscious things that happen. I will also say that this happens like this amplifies when you make steps to go bigger, like you're, you're moving into this alignment. You're moving into this choice of saying, I am an intuitive guide. I have these skills, I have these things, and I know that you want to embody this more so that you can do this more and leave the the restaurant behind. And mm-hmm. so then there's like this fine tuning that happens. There's this, the, some people will say the universe will test you. I don't really like using the word test. But I, I, Is that why I got a speeding ticket? Is that why? Yes. Oh, it's because I was speeding. 
Janelle, these things happen. It was happen. my dumbass fault. I know, but like, come on. You I was speeding through like the nicest neighborhood. And I, I was but like, these things, man, of course. These things energetically <sighs> happen. <laughs> I know. And it was after one of the worst nights I've had at the restaurant in like years too, like years. So mm. I was like, what the fuck? Like I was crying in front of, I was not trying to like cry my way out of the ticket, but I was just so frustrated. I was just like, because yeah. I had to go do some shit. And so I was just started crying, but yeah. um, I get it. I get it. Like, I know that I'm safe and I know once I have more space between me and these last few days that have felt kind of like, what? I think I'll be yeah. fine, but yeah. it's just yeah. well, weird. And I just say this like, cause I had this week last week where I was on, like, I'm just on the heels of working through one of these where like, I can't even describe how dark it got for me, mm-hmm. questioning everything. And, and then coming through that, like, I finally, I had support with a coach and I was like, Hey, here's what's happening. And I usually just shut down more. So I can see, and I can say this because I've been through it multiple times and I've seen how these little things come in and it's like, once I can work through it on this more aligned way of this higher vibe way, then it, I can see it from a different perspective and I can say, okay, this helped me because I, once I got through that, it helped me really solidify this level of vibration instead of letting it keep me down here. Yeah. If that makes sense. But Yes, I do know. And I just, I think you're right. It's everything's becoming like, not harder, but I don't know. I just, I feel, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. Maybe we should go back to projector reflectors. Yeah. Sorry. Projector. It's okay. We, <laughs> we got this is how it thing. goes. This is yes. how it goes. Yes. So like y'all, the other projectors, like we said, you kind of have sort of this consistency about you. Mental projectors really don't. And that's why some, we feel separate. That's why we're the head of the sperm and you're the tail of the sperm. Okay. Um, <laughs> and reflectors kind of have this superpower of their aura, which not only softens the blow of their energy coming out, but helps keep things from being so as it's coming in. So mm-hmm. for us, it's like all the time <laughs> because we absorb and amplify the energies. There's no amplification in a reflector's bod, like body. So mm-hmm. they don't do the whole, ah, like we can do in our, and they, it's just, that's just, I don't know. Like you said, it feels very like, oh, come on. Like, yeah (laughs) can't we get something like can't we get like decision making from projectors or like superpower or protection from reflectors no you get none of those things yeah you get to be the guide's guide and the guidiest of all guides it's like guess what the way to do that is to be deeply conditioned and super sensitive great thank you (laughs) yeah and uh it's so it (laughs) i'm glad that we're laughing about it because we're still, we're obvious. I mean, we're always in our experiment, but at this point, it's, I feel like both you and I can be at least somewhat objective to the, this kind of stuff and be like, oh shit. Like, 
this thing's happening now and it's affecting me way too much, but I'm just going to let it roll because energy moving throughout my body. Maybe I should go somewhere and empty out. Maybe I need to process Mm. it another way. Maybe I just need to lay down on the floor and cry. Yeah. Um, Which is (laughs) totally fine. Uh, But it's, I don't know. It's, it's not like we're not having fun in our lives and we're not having a great time, but sometimes it's hard. It, it is heavy to be a mental projector. I feel like. Yeah. 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 One guy just found me on TikTok just this week and, um, turns out he's a one, three mental projector with the channel curiosity. Oh man. And like all of his comments on like I I had this aversion to him at first because he would just make these really dark comments he's like being a projector is like it's exhausting like I I don't know kind of like that other person that thought I don't want to say the name out loud that follows us on Instagram and says some stuff where it's like it's like all the time like this is like a therapist I don't know what you need right (laughs) (laughs) and so but then he he did a mini reading with me on a live. And so then oh, I got to see yay. his chart. And so I got to unpack some stuff and I'm like, okay. And then, and then I started seeing him in a different way. I'm like, okay, dude, look, let's look at this. Let's look at that. Um, Cause I made a comment earlier in the live, like, yeah, sometimes being a mental projector can be a lot. And he's like, only sometimes. And I'm like, yes, you get to choose your perspective. Like, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what your energy is. Yeah. Like, everybody has a difficult thing. Everybody has this awesome thing. You get to choose your perspective on how you interact mm. with your energy. Oh my God. I hang on to my gate 58 and my motivation instance. Like they are like my lifelines because yes. I know that those are like, that's the reason I've, I've always been trying to be as positive as I can. And it, it's always bothered me when I don't feel positive. Like when something happens and I'm like annoyed or pissed off, it's mm-hmm. all, since I was a kid, it's always bought, like, it's always like, why can't you just be positive? Like screws this. And it's, it, and I never really let myself feel stuff because I needed to be positive all the time. Mm. And I mean, I've gotten away from that, but it's still nice to know that I can really reach being positive really quickly even if I'm like shit happens and I'm really pissed off or I'm like crying and everything's happening all at once and I'm like this is overwhelming I know that when it's over like I'll probably be tired but I'll be yeah and the next (laughs) and like I'll have some clarity and some like today I feel better than I did yesterday and I know that tomorrow I'll feel better than I do today so it's like it's no big but nothing's ever permanent exactly and have it like I said having those pieces to kind of reach reach out and grab really helps me a lot and I'll even think that like if I'm having like a really shitty mood or whatever I'll be like hey 58 motivation <laughs> innocence and then I'll like make a funny joke or like do some silly thing uh-huh. and then I'm like okay I feel I feel a little less like I'm taking life so like seriously I think that's what it is is I get really serious about life and my survival shit kicks in in caves and it's like oh my god you're gonna die and then (laughs) (laughs) motivation is and it's just like you're fine relax and gave me the aids like hey did you see that flower over there (laughs) (laughs) look how pretty it is yeah it all kind of like works itself out but I I feel like I I un like I wanted to not go first to the like holy shit everything's 
horrible moment but I feel like I unconsciously go there like knee-jerk reaction when something bad happens every time yeah like I just go immediately to like oh no now everything's falling apart and now this bad thing's gonna happen and this thing and this thing and And it just kind of like automatically happens but I can see it and I'm like okay this is all not true but I feel like I have to let it play out am I supposed to just let it play out yeah like when that energy is coming up, it's coming up for a reason. It's probably the old memory, the stuff. I mean, like we just said, we're very susceptible to energies. So this could be, it makes sense that you would shut down a little bit and protect yourself and protect your energy. So in my experience, the more you lean into that, when those bad feelings come out, you just lean into them and really let them express. Like themselves. get real mad and get real like, I think maybe yeah. that's what part of this is. is I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> and so yeah. like when I get pissed off, like it'll come out as like a burst and then I'm like, mm, or I'll cry, but I don't like people to see me. <laughs> I don't like it to be noticed, um, which is very unfortunate because whenever I cry, I get like super duper puffy eyeballs. Mm. So the next day my eyes look like, it's hard to tell on the screen, but they're like this right now because I cried yesterday um and there's really nothing I can do about it it's just I like tried washing my face I've tried like continuously splashing my eyes as I'm crying because I'm like no don't settle on my face (laughs) I looked up today I'm like can you be allergic to your tears because I was thinking about it but you can't unless you're allergic to water all water and I'm like why no I'm not allergic to water so um but yeah, my fate, my eyes just like puff up. It always has been my whole life. And I think it's the main reason why I don't like to cry is because mm-hmm. I wear like a flashing red badge of like, oh, I've been crying. And then everybody goes, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? You've been crying? What's wrong with you? And I'm like, it was yesterday. Maybe I'll out. <laughs> like, and also just cry. But yeah, everybody wants to know why it happened. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've always had a hang up about it because that's always what happens to me is people just want to know what's wrong what's wrong with you are you okay what's wrong with you it's like i just needed to cry yeah you know what and apparently it has to stay on my face for 24 hours afterwards so uh yeah everybody knows i get that <laughs> i get that one time when i was a junior high coach i was just having a morning um and i was with these eighth grade girls who were about to be seniors they're getting so big anyway i <laughs> we're like we're doing the warm-up for the workout and then I just looked at them and I'm like y'all I'm serious like I'm legit about to cry because they were just being crazy eighth graders I was like I'm about to cry Mm -hmm. like I y'all need to calm down (laughs) and then they just looked at me and I said have y'all ever had a a day where you just wanted to cry for no reason like it's just overwhelming you just needed to cry and and then they started sharing all these stories it was so cute once like yeah, I cried the other day because um, I was eating gummy bears and then there was only one left in the bag and that made me sad. So I started crying. And yeah. wow. remember, they're eighth graders. And then they just talked about like all these other random ways. And so they were really, they were just really cute. And they're like, it's okay, Coach Davila, you can cry. And Did you just cry all over them? Yeah. So I just like, through <laughs> yeah. the workout, I'm like, okay, it's time to run. <laughs> That's so cute. So, so I don't know. Sometimes people like if you're like, yeah, I just needed to cry. People are like, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, and I know people understand. And I'm not as like 
I used to be very, as a teenager, 15, oh, yeah. 16, I was yeah. like, if anyone, I had to like run away if I thought I was going to cry. I hate, this is why I hated confrontation because it was like instant cry fest. Um, yeah. But now I like, I understand that sometimes that's how my energy gets out because yeah. stuff becomes really overwhelming and you think that you have it because you're working on all these things you have human design you have your tools you meditate yoga blah blah blah, blah. you think you have it mm-hmm. and then something out of nowhere just comes and like gets you and puts you back into one of like my my old like thought patterns and like uh, then I get really frustrated and I'm like fuck I have to cry and then it's like and then my head's like, just cry and get it over with. Oh, but no, then you're gonna have red face for like three days. What are you doing in the next three days? It's it's very much. Oh like, yeah, it doesn't really last three days. I would say at most the last two days, but I get I'm real sensitive about it. I guess, but I don't blame you. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but yeah, it's I don't know. Lately, I've been feeling like I need to get stuff out, but I don't really know how to do that except for like what I normally do, which is like walking and I don't know what else gets stuff out. Um, I yell okay. at my car sometimes. That helps. I know you're not a big journal person, but let me present an idea. Um, like getting super honest, like just on paper and writing it all out and then burning it. Uh, yeah, I get that. I, I understand. I like that because like you said, it takes away my fear of me ever having to read it again to myself or someone seeing it, which I, that's not really a big part of it. It's more me looking at it again and reading it and going, Oh my God, why did you write this down? Like, you're such an idiot. Like, this is so stupid. Why would you even put this on paper? That's what I would think when I, that's sometimes what I think when I read stuff that I tried to write when I was reading the artist way and I was like, well, I guess I have to fucking journal because that's part of this book. And so <laughs> I tried to journal and I read it back and was like, this is so like, first of all, what stuff that I was mad about that was silly. But then uh, a lot of times it was just like, why did you even write this down? This has, this is nothing like this. And I think it was just cause I was like, I have to write something. Down. So I was like, yeah, the sky is blue today. I got up at this time. This is what I had for breakfast. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, whenever I do a burn letter like that, it's like even just watching it burn, I swear, like I can feel the shift in my body once it's all burnt to the ground. It's do you write feeling. like bad stuff that you think about yourself? Yeah. yeah, I've done that. Like I've written letters to myself and I've re- I've written very like hateful gonna... letters to certain That's what I'm people. saying. That feels very like. <laughs> I don't know. I guess my like natural 80s baby inclination is to not like you don't do anything with the negative like you don't go there. It's like you why would you want to write it down and like why would you say the meanest things and then I guess burning it is cool but it's very like visceral and I don't know it just feels like well how is not addressing it working for you not at all for a long time it's just I don't I think it's not that I don't address it it's just that I don't address it hard enough like I like yeah. I like poke into things and I'm like okay I did it yay 
like yeah oh, look, it's the... I did this one thing cool <laughs> and then everybody else is like no like you didn't like get in there feel the feels (sighs) use the f word stupid stupid. i was cussing a lot last night dude i came home last night and normally sean and i are very big on like hello if we're awake kisses hugs and like Mm. how was your day how was your day i came home i threw my shit on the ground i practically accidentally kicked my dog i didn't do it on purpose but he was all up in my grill and i was like yeah and i like went in the bathroom i slammed the door i'm like i need to be alone and I turned on all the water and I just screamed really loud. Good. And I, cry, and I cried. And then I came out and he was very like, are you okay? Good. Because <laughs> he takes a lot of this shit personally. And yeah. I, and it's hard sometimes for me because I really know it's not personal to him. I'm mad at my, like, this is an ultimate example of being angry with yourself like very obvious to me like if I saw him do this I'd be like oh he is real pissed at himself I'm just gonna give him some space cool but for him sometimes not I don't this time he actually did pretty good but sometimes he feels very like slighted like I'm upset with him Mm -hmm. because I was short with him or I was upset I'm upset with him because I didn't say hi and hug him and give him a kiss and then go cry in the bathroom Oh my gosh, it's so weird because my two four generator ex husband would do the same thing. I'm like, this isn't about you. Go away. <laughs> like, yeah. just give me a hug. <laughs> and it's like sometimes I don't, I don't have it in me to explain to you in like great detail how this is not about you. Like, you right. just have to figure it out. Right. I just Obviously, need to. I got to... a speeding ticket for fucking speeding. It's about me. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. my fault. And had a crazy day at work. And I'm like, I felt shitty about it. And I even told him that. I'm like, I just feel really stupid. And I, and like, he knows how I am about money. So he knows how I felt about that too. But yeah, this last time he was pretty good. He would just seem like very, and and I was like, I don't want to talk about it. And he was like, after I came out, I yelled at him. I didn't want to talk about it. And then like five seconds later, I started talking about it. <laughs> and he goes, I thought you didn't want to talk about it. And I said, well, I did it, but I have to get some of the stuff out. And I, the, I don't know if he'll ever really get the soundboarding thing because he, he can't, everything is like, why'd you say that to me? Why did you use those words? Like this, that, the other. And it's like, it's, it's really literally just like, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to censor myself on purpose. So just let me like say some shit. Right. So he has a really hard time not taking things personally. He really does. I almost have to look at him and go, this is not personal. Please just let me talk. But then, then he'll tell me, why do you do that to my energy? He'll be like, well, now I'm worried about you and I'm stressed. And he's like, why are you, why do you do that to me? Why do you do that to yourself, dude? Like, that's what I would ask. This isn't about you. <laughs> I know, but then he, if I say something like that, because I've said something like that before, he'll be like, well, so uh, you can be affected by my energy and I'm not allowed to be affected by your energy. This is, this is why I'm single. This is, <laughs> I've had too many of these conversations. Like I'm not explaining it to you if you can't just support I'm me. I'm just like, it's not a competition. <laughs> I'm like, it's not a competition. Like right. we're not going to be equal in this whole thing. And that's why I no. tell him, like, it doesn't go that way. As, and if we're like having a legit argument, I don't usually bring up human design stuff because I know like, first of all, he doesn't understand. So it's kind of mean to be like, well, I know this because of this. And he's like, well, yeah, 
I didn't know that. Um, but lately he's been talking a lot more about like trusting the universe and like being affected by other people's energies and my energy, not just mine, but other people's. He'd only has three defined centers. So I, mm-hmm. I know what he's talking about, but I'm also like, dude, you're a generator. Like this isn't, right. it's, not, it's not the same effect right. on you. You don't amplify. That's the word, right? Yeah. None of the other types do that shit, right? They don't absorb as much. Um, yeah, like we're the, the cannibals again with Raw's weird imagery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the generators are not. All right. Sorry. That was a lot of my personal shit, guys. But hey, you know, <laughs> this is why I'm single. I love Rebecca. <laughs> um, and I love my husband. And we have, we're getting a lot better at the communication stuff because we try really hard and we really want the other person to succeed. And like, we're really into the other person's stuff. Like, he's really supportive of all my stuff. You know that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But when it yeah. comes to like this kind of stuff, when, when I start to cry and I'm like, this is how we have to save money on this. And now we have to do this and this and this and this. I do throw a lot of shit at him. Mm-hmm. So I understand how it can be. He can be like, hey, and he's, he has gotten a lot better at it. He just, I think sometimes he tries to ask me to not do certain things. And then I have to go in my like experiment. Are, are those things part of my process? Or am mm-hmm. I like really laying some shit on him because I need him to take some of the blame or something? Like, am I asking something yeah. from him that I'm not really explaining with my words? Yeah. So it helps because it makes me look at the way that I communicate because to yeah. me, I'm an amazing communicator. I'm the best and mm-hmm. he is not good. <laughs> like that's <laughs> how I see it not as much anymore when we first got together I'm like oh my god he is the worst at this because he's just he's just a little immature and sometimes mm-hmm. it's very like well if this is this if I do this and then you know this and I'm like it's not a competition to see who could be like we're not equal right how much we need each other or or how much like space we need or whatever it is but I've gotten better and realized that he's not the it's not just like, I'm not perfect at communicating. <laughs> and there's yeah, times when is. I do do something in my communication and he points it out and I'm like, shit, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. And then I try to go, oh, well, the only reason I did that is that, and I try to like explain it away. And I'm like, fuck, that's not right either. Like, and so I, I, I'll, there's a lot of times I'll just stop in the middle of our fight and I'm like trying to figure out like, do I just apologize because I, he's right. Like I did like project on him or all this other stuff that he's coming up with words. Sometimes he'll say something. I'm like, where did you get this? <laughs> like, are you reading? I don't know. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Today he was like talking about trust in the universe. And I was I have, like, never heard him say that. And I was like, mm. like, okay. Look, I'm like, good, good for you. <laughs> And he's like, well, isn't that what you're, you do with your stuff? I'm like, yeah, but it sounds like it's easier for you to do than it is for me. So I just trust the universe now and I'm amazingly good at it. Right. I so know. It's not like, I, as you can see, there's a lot of times when I sort of like, I don't want to say blame him for stuff, but sometimes I'm, I'm just like, do you realize 
that stuff is easier for you. And it's not for me. And it's not just human design. It's he's a guy and I'm a girl. It's all the things that make he's we're both white. So, but like, um, it, it's all the things that make things easier for him in my, from my perspective, because it's true in this society. I know. I, that's a fact. It's not a perspective. (laughs) I know. I know. I know you're correct. But then when you look at it, human design wise, it's also easier. (laughs) I know, but it's hard. I don't want to look, I guess it's hard for me because I want to look at human design and like hearts and flowers and shit. And like all parts of it are amazing and positive. I guess that's what it is. I'm like, I want to look at all these things as positive things. And I don't want any type to think that it's harder to be that in life. Mm-hmm. but I don't, I think that you're correct. <laughs> and I think that because of the society and the, where we live, like, that's just how it goes. Like if we were yeah. a society raised by projectors and not essentially manifestors and then the generators that do the shit for them and if it was like us first, then maybe this would be a lot easier. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot, a lot of differences and something else, this would make another good episode. Maybe we should write down is, is using human design where it's like a, um, as a guide for expansion versus using it as a label for excuses. And I feel like the line in between those two is really thin. Yeah. So I feel like you're trying to avoid using it as an excuse, but also like you are intentionally using it as a way of understanding. Mm -hmm. Like that's how I see it where you're like, okay, well, based on your design, you're doing this based on mine, I'm doing this. Like you're doing this work to understand where things are coming from. It's not Mm -hmm. an excuse. I know. I don't think I let myself screw up enough or like go to the extreme in my thoughts of any one way. I don't let myself three it hard enough this is all an episode of how I don't let I don't human design hard enough you guys I just don't I need to really get it in there because I feel like it's true like when it comes to trusting things I'm like oh I pretend to trust and then third line I'm like ah, a little mistake oh that was fun like oh cool we're gonna put something on Instagram without editing it <laughs> like stupid shit but when it comes to like real life like what's the word I'm looking for being like taking risks that's I wrote that down the other day because I was like I don't really take risks because they freak me out (laughs) and I was thinking about like risks that I could take and for me it would be financial risks with my business like that would be the biggest Mm -hmm. risk is to like pay for something to help my business that to me is the biggest risk I can think of at this point (laughs) which isn't really that big of a risk when you think about it (laughs) but I realized that I don't really do this hard enough I guess I don't know it feels very weird to say that out loud but I've been thinking it that I'm just kind of like <laughs> I'll just kind of like stick my toe in the water but I don't want to I'll talk about it all day and I'll share like how I see my experiences through the lens of human design but when it comes to like really experimenting with it I don't know if I really do yeah crazy okay this episode has gone all over the place but there's one more thing I wanted to 
bring up and then we can be done because I saw it recently I think Kit posted it about how the the whole thing about how projectors can't see themselves is kind of bs knew you're gonna bring that up yes (laughs) because I like I said I've been listening to a lot of more lectures about projectors and stuff and I'm like wait has Raw said that I'm like searching my brain so I've now I'm like determined to find it (laughs) like where did that come from so what's your what's your thoughts on it well, I like that he kept it as not all or nothing, not like, yes, projectors can see themselves, duh. It's more of an individual projector experience. That's mm-hmm. kind of the way it came across to me, I think, because he put like a little hole or whatever and asked people what they thought. But when he was explaining it, it was more like a don't automatically count yourself out from seeing yourself, like just mm-hmm. because the, and it the, that part I can get behind because it feels very much like how we feel about human design don't automatically look at this thing and go oh well I can never you know make decisions this way or I can never do this or because human the all or never thing you know I'm not yeah and so he does kind of but the way that he like just kind of put it there and I was just like (gasps) but this is what I've been taught since the very beginning like that I really and I and I do feel like I literally will try to turn a lens on myself and it's like fuzz buckets like it's a real yes. thing that I try to do in my mind I'm like and it's like so I will say for me like it makes so much sense pre-human design I had no idea who I was I kept trying to figure out who I was I kept asking my ex-husband to tell me who I was and then knowing my design helps me to see myself more clearly it helps me to make more sense of myself um yeah so I think it's like a both things um but I think it is easy for me to forget sometimes depending on what environment I'm in yeah yeah and sometimes it's harder for me to like if someone asks my opinion on something or my advice on something a lot of times I need to like take a pause and like take a breath and like look away from them and like like you were doing this before we came on today you you were like we were thinking because we were putting it together in your head and I knew I could see what you were doing I'm like she's putting it together we're just we're good okay let's go and it's and it's just it's it's those things where I know I'm looking at myself like I know that I'm work I'm looking at myself and I'm looking at my processes and I'm those points I understand like I agree with you like I can see myself but I think sometimes when it comes to like and this might just be for us has a lot to do with the undefined Mm g-center is it's very it's I almost feel like that maybe not trumps the projector not being able to see yourself but I really feel like that is a real big part of it and I think it was Kip again. So I'm just shouting you out, Kip. Um, that said <laughs> something today about getting really comfortable with seeing yourself at, at, basically as through the identity of other people, because we mm. basically absorb other people's identity. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know. That one's hard. I, I have to work on that one because it's just like you said, I don't want to look at somebody and be like, tell me who I am. Yeah. And it, is that what, that's not what, that's not what he's saying. He's saying, I mean, it doesn't feel like that's what he's saying, but. No, to me, it feels like, let me play with this identity a little bit. 
like yeah, who am I around feels this much person. more objective much more confident and I won't lose myself I'm just trying on a costume yeah but then it's like who are, then that's where my whole like I have to be genuine and authentic like thing starts to freak out I'm like how is this genuinely authentically me if it's this other person I don't know that whole the the g-center chameleon energy and how we are are ourselves but are not any one identity is very like I'm writing that one down too because <laughs> we have two new episodes from this one episode so fantastic um I think I I need to look at that more because I didn't know he's saying that Ron never said that right is that the deal yeah that's what he said and so I mean obviously I trust Kip he's an yeah. OG HD person yeah um but now it's like bothering all my one lines I'm like but where did I hear that but where did it come from and like what did you Ron might need say? to message him and ask him to, to tell you where he heard it because I might need, I might to. need to make you feel better I mean or you can just listen to all the stuff I mean one line tomato tomato basically yes uh, <laughs> go straight to I know. the source I like or how... like bulldoze through all of it I like how my first reaction is like I've got to go re-listen to all the lectures and you're like why don't you just ask Kip <laughs> um I mean like I said both of these things are fun for you as a one yeah we'll just, we'll just take longer than the other it's not like you're not gonna do the other one and you just need we're like oh well now I have to find this thing like it was gonna be you're gonna listen to the stuff yeah, I need to start listening to stuff. I was start. I listened to old school raw lectures when I first got into human design, and I think I like burned myself out on them. And I was like, I can't, yeah. I can't listen to these anymore. But I haven't listened to them in a while. And he's really good. Um, once you get a, once you, sometimes his dryness gets me, and I'm like, oh god, his is very like. It drives me crazy when he goes off subject and he'll just start talking about a bunch of nonsense and I'm like I'm here to learn about motivation I really don't want to hear about that's, this other thing that seems to be the <laughs> consensus with raw lectures is stick to stick to the topic but it's so not his type not his design not, to do that <laughs> it is not <laughs> so it makes sense so we fast forward through things I think that's what I, yeah because sometimes yeah. this stuff is like three hours long and I'm like really he talked about this for three hours no he did not um, he talked about it for like one hour and, then no. and there's like one lecture where he like gets real deep and certain like he starts with fear motivation right but then by the time we get to innocence he's like two minutes like you're like like yeah. dude <laughs> give equal amount of information <laughs> I want more on this. Well, you got yours was first. Well, that's exciting. Um, well, just because it's number one, like he would. So we had somebody ask about desire motivation in, in the environment and I had no idea what to say. It's my transference though. So I feel like I should have something to say. I think I answered that on my page. Okay, good. Is it, it's my transference, right? This is, mm-hmm. that makes, yes. Yeah. Um, I guess I could say something along the lines of, I do feel like when I feel like desperate it mm-hmm. like something has to happen or my head's gonna explode I think that's when I'm like oh this is probably desire yeah yeah um and I feel like maybe I caught a break with that one innocence because it feels in the desire they feel very like I I, I get what they mean a lot of my shit I don't right. really get what it means sometimes but I'm like oh innocence motiva- motivation makes no sense it's no it's not 
it's essentially like my authority it's no yeah it's like and then like for me with fear and need I feel like they're so similar it's taken me a while to unpack. right those are really similar but when yeah. you innocence and desire are totally like they're opposite essentially like I yeah. have I have ops I never really thought about that yours are very close oh it yeah it feels like it so but it's the same for me like when I'm in a like a desperate situation then that's how I can tell like I'm getting really needy when I look back it makes sense where I'm like I need to get this done I need to have this thing whereas within fear I'm like okay let's build a foundation for this thing that I am creating yeah that might help a lot of people if it if it feel this is how that's how kind of how Jess feels described fear versus intuition in her um, course was like fear is very like pushy and it gives you a time limit. If you don't do this by this time, something bad will happen. Or like, usually it gives you an ultimatum or like a time limit or something that makes you like, Oh my God. And intuition is more like take it or leave it. Like nothing bad yeah. going to happen. You have all the time in the world to figure this out. It's cool. It's calm <laughs> and, confidence. Yeah. And that's how I feel about innocence versus desire is supposed to just be like, cool. And then desire. Like, ah. So those, I, I feel like the, of my design, those are the two things that I come like, Oh, I can see, I can describe this. I can see this. I got this. I know what these mean. Don't ask me about my authority. Cause I don't know. It's stuff that we do. <laughs> um, okay. So this was a great one as usual. If you all have questions or comments, let us know. Uh, we'll be back again soon. Yeah. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on the, the mental projector being a hybrid vibe. Also, I got to say, I keep looking at myself in the camera. It totally looks like I'm not wearing clothes. So I am wearing clothes. <laughs> Yay! We're wearing clothes. And um, I'm just going to put something right here. We will most likely have a guest on that is going to totally freak us both out. We're going to be super excited and fangirl and freak. So yeah, you should get ready for that one. It hasn't, happened. it hasn't happened yet. And I don't believe in like jinxing. So I know I didn't jinx it. Like we're adults. Um, <laughs> watch it's in now. the works yeah, and we are very excited. I waited too long for it to be a legit jinx. So like things are happening already. So it's, <laughs> it's wheels are turning. And I just have to say that. It wouldn't have happened without you or me. It or wouldn't have this. happened without you. Like it wouldn't have without us, man. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. And it's like, it's cool to think about that sometimes when I'm in my like funk, my junky funkies is <laughs> like, I look back at the stuff that we've actually done. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, I've recorded like over a hundred podcast episodes amongst all the podcasts. It's been over a hundred episodes that I think I've done or close to a hundred because it's over. Yeah. 50 on my chatting human design and then we did a ton of uh weather reports. transit yeah yeah those those that was like a lot of them too so it's kind of cool to be like okay I actually have like accomplished some things when I feel yeah. like I'm just floating around not really accomplishing things so um thanks for listening to us because without you. you you would still be doing it but it wouldn't be as fun <laughs> all right all bye. right bye y'all thanks for listening please be sure to rate and review because that helps us help more people is there something you want to hear let us know your idea might be our next episode